Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. And at the Working Fans Podcast, this is just a podcast that three lifelong fans created to have a place to talk comedy and pro wrestling. Now, our comedy podcast releases every Tuesday, while our wrestling podcast releases every Thursday. We release bonus episodes under the moniker Working Fans Presents every now and then. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, any major podcast provider. The important thing is just please like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Now, we have started a new thing. We are now on Amazon and Audible. So those episodes release every Monday. And that's kind of going through the archives and just releasing our old episodes in a new area. So if you want to live through the process with us again, take that journey with us again. You can find us over on Amazon and Audible. If you can't get enough of us in the audio form, check out our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash C slash Working Fans Wrestling Pod, or just search Working Fans Podcast on YouTube. We have the whole archive is up there. And if you listen to the Working Fans Podcast, you are more than familiar with the 531. That is our signature segment where we take your top five list on a particular subject, vote it down to a top three, and then debate it down to a top one. If you want to hear three guys talk shit about comedy, wrestling, life, anything, you will enjoy the Working Fans Podcast. Find us on Twitter, that's at fansworking. Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have. That's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82designs, 482designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82designs, at F-O-U-R, 82designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Hey, everybody. It's the Working Fans Podcast with the man they call Dave. And this is young female independent wrestler Jody Morton. And she's going to tell us all about her journey into pro wrestling. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. This is take two. I don't give a shit because I, I have such a radio <laughs> voice going. Like, we might as well hit <laughs> let people in so uh, you were telling me how you got into wrestling if you could share that yeah so a friend of mine had asked me to come out to see one of their independent shows and in my household wrestling was never 
on TV. We don't really have any wrestling fans in the family. So I didn't know what it was. To give you a clue of how much I didn't know about the industry, I thought Hulk Hogan and Dog the Bounty Hunter were the same person. <laughs> That's awesome. They do look alike, though. Now I that I say it. that, yeah, you see absolutely, it. absolutely, absolutely. So I went to the show and I thought, this is the most amazing bullshit I've ever seen in my life. And I had to get involved. So I found the local wrestling school and I talked to the coach and he was like, oh, have you always dreamed of being a pro wrestler? And I was like, I just saw it for the first time three days ago. And he was like, great. And they said, well, what got you interested? I said, I like a challenge. And they all went, she's going to quit. And I didn't. I stuck with it. And I absolutely fell in love with it, downloaded the network and just kind of haven't looked back. So now since you're like, you know, you get into this and you're starting to like download a network. Who are some people that you enjoy? Like who have you flocked to? China, for China. one. Uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, Alundra Blaze, Jazz. And I, w I would say Stone Cold, but Stone Cold kind of looks like my father. So <laughs> I was going to watch his stuff on principle and then Mankind. Mankind. Yeah, all good stuff. Now, did you get to work with Jazz at all? I'm going to. Oh, August okay. 20th, there's uh, ARW Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling's V for Victory in Melbourne, Florida. Awesome. It's going to be not only Jazz, but Chrissy Vane, Paola Blaze, and uh, Destiny, and myself. Awesome. Awesome. So that's got to be an exciting moment, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I the, the no, When I first saw the match graphic, because I didn't know I was even being considered for the match, because I knew Jazz was going to be at that promotion that I usually work. And I got the match graphic, and the noise I made wasn't human. I was so excited. <laughs> and I, I, like as much as everyone's like, yeah, I'm a badass. Like You can still be genuinely excited to work with people that you've watched and admired. And for me, it's, it's a huge moment of, okay, maybe I'm doing something right. Right, right, right. Is this, would you say this is a career highlight? I mean, as far as so far? Like I mean, I've only been in the business for five years. Mm -hmm. And so far, like when I wrestled Shotzi Blackheart, I thought that was a highlight. Mm -hmm. And then I wrestled against Leva Bates and Mia Yim in a tag match. And I considered that to be a highlight. And then I worked with Chrissy Vane. And I was like, that's got to be a highlight. So at this moment, I'm done considering things highlights and just considering them opportunities. There you go. I think that's a good way to look at it. Now, where have some of the places you've traveled for pro wrestling so far? I've traveled to the Bahamas oh. and then mostly up and down the east coast of the country. So most notably, because it's the closest, would be Georgia. And then I've also wrestled in Hartsell, Alabama and Dothan, Alabama, everywhere in Florida. <laughs> Florida's big. You can travel right. for five hours and not escape Florida. So it's just a matter of like, I would very much like to wrestle on the west coast of the country, but that causes, you know, airlines and with Florida not complying with, you know, staying away from each other, it could be a long time before that happens. Yeah, right. Now, how was the Bahamas in terms of the crowds and stuff like that? Oh, the Bahamas was great. Like, they were all very into it. I had a lot of children very much not liking me because I was huh. wrestling Rebel and she was in her, uh, like, panda outfit and she was adorable. And then I punched her in the face and they were not <laughs> fans of that. But they were just really into it and they just wanted to believe and be a part of it and just experience it for what it was. And there's not a lot of crowds that will give themselves to that experience anymore now what about like as far as injury goes like you know you've been doing this for five years now i'm imagining lost my hair injuries. <laughs> i've been really lucky as far as that goes i've had a minor concussion i think all of us um at this rate have had a concussion at one point or another and nothing that's made me hospitalized thankfully i had a minor rotator cuff injury but it was something that could have that was fixed with massage and just taking time off so i've been very very lucky 
as far as injury goes. Now, who uh, would you say has been some of your favorite matches so far? That I've wrestled? Yes. Definitely the one with Shotzi. I had a lot of fun with her, and we actually didn't have a lot of time beforehand. I met her, and it was like, hey, you got five minutes. Go. So definitely my match with Shotzi, because she, like, as fun as she looks when she's yeah. on camera, that's who she is. She is a blast to be around. And then recently, I think it was December 2020, I think. God, all of 2020 is such a blur, but it's the first right. time I wrestled Chrissy. Just being in the ring with such a veteran was definitely a memorable experience and one of my favorite matches to date. Nice, nice, nice. Now, as you... You know, you prepare for a match and stuff. Like, for you personally, what's like, is there something you need or something you use to get, like, into the mindset before you go into a match? Like, you know, whether it's music or anything? Everyone has their rituals. For me, it's just taking five to be by myself. No one around me. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't breathe on me. I'm in my own space, and I need to be in that space and have my little bubble before I go out. And as long as I have my bubble, I'm good. That's awesome. That's good. I can see that. <laughs> Stay away. Uh, pretty much, because it's like you're trying to get in the zone. It's hard to get in the zone. Was like, hey, can you get me a bang on your way in? Hey, does anyone have wrist tape? Do you have wrist tape? Do you have scissors? And it's just kind of like six feet for one. And for <laughs> two, get out of my bubble. Now, what do you say for you personally? What are some of the more tougher aspects of the business? Oh, God. Um... Well, for me personally, I hate driving with a passion. Okay. So a lot of the times it's the long car rides I find really difficult. But it, it's hard to pinpoint like this is a difficult part of the business because when you get into it, it's phrased to you that this is tough. If you want to be here, you have to want to be here. So there's things I don't like, but there's nothing I would describe as being a tough aspect of the business. The business itself is tough. Sure. Now for you personally, would you say what was a little bit more challenging so far? promos or the in-ring aspect in-ring definitely i did competitive gymnastics up until the time i was 15 so learning the physicality wasn't hard but because i had no prior experience to it you know not only were learning the physicality of the moves brand new to me but i also had to memorize the names so it's not like i've seen suplex city or i've seen the stone cold stunner and then i've seen eat defeat and i've seen you know a vertical suplex or seen a back suplex or a belly to back these are all things that i'm hearing the name and seeing it for the first time so that i found very challenging but because of my background in theater and improv the promos for me it they're like stand in the ring and talk and i'm like Cool. Got it. That I can do. Now, are there some promotion? Would you say you have like a home promotion? Is there a promotion you've worked with mostly? Or you've been all oh, over? Oh, def definitely. Yeah. I, my home promotion would be between Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling over in Melbourne slash Cocoa Beach, Florida, and WXW in Mineola. Okay. And so that's definitely where you get most of your work and people can probably see you out there. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then... Um, WXW always streams live to Facebook, so if you're on their page, you can see it from there if you're not local. And then uh, ARW is on Fight TV every Thursday, so you can tune in and uh, view it there. Now, like, what goes, and I don't, I don't know how you want to answer this, but, like, basically, like, uh, how much effort do you have to put into, like, your character, who you are, like, in there? Not a lot. So, no. for those of you who have been watching my stuff, you know that I used to wrestle under the pseudonym Roxy Rouge. And that was what every wrestler has, what they call a starter kit. It's mm. your first choice when you go into wrestling of who you're going to be and what you're going to represent. And for some people, their starter kit 
morphs into what they are now. For some other people, they destroy their starter kit. Because of who my trainer was initially, my starter kit, he very firmly believed that once you make a decision about something, you stick with it and run with it. And that is what it is. Problem with that being is that your first pick with anything, like think about when you paint something. Your first mm -hmm. painting is going to be the drizzling shits. So my first decisions concerning wrestling with character and everything else were the drizzling shits and there's a lot of people who loved roxy and what she represented but for me personally i found it very hard to grow and be who i was doing madam of mischief you know i couldn't show my entire personality because i was trying to adapt to one personality trait so i've dropped that moniker and i've just been going by my real name which is jody morton no relation to ricky and it, being myself has been so freeing so as far as effort put in there used to be a lot because I had to fake a lot. But now mm. that it's just me, not only do I feel incredibly freed, but I can just present myself as I would, which is nice. And they always say, right, the best characters are the ones truest to yourself, right? So I guess. Oh, yeah. Dialed up to a thousand, which sure. I'm extra anyway, so it works. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so, like, what are some of your goals right now? And I mean, obviously, everybody wants to get on the big stage, but I mean, do you have some other goals? Or you know? I'd really like to be on AEW Dark. That's a short-term goal for right now. My other goal, not, I mean, it's wrestling-related, but not so, is just moving to Orlando, just so I can be closer to everything. And then just getting better, perfecting my craft. And now that I don't have to wrestle under a gimmick, wrestling how I want to, and just practicing what feels right to me and how I want to present myself. Like I said, when you're trying to adhere to a gimmick, and you'll see this with a lot of newer wrestlers, they are focused so hard on being that image of what they've created for themselves rather than what feels and comes natural. So it's kind of rewiring and reteaching myself that, hey, you know how you've been acting like a, I'm like trying so hard not to swear. You, swear. Um, <laughs> you know how you've been acting like a putz for the past five years? Hey, forget that. Just be you. And I, I can be a goofball. A part of that is true to who I am, but I'm not always a goofball. I'm not always like, oh my God. <laughs> no. That's like funny. no and i like there's a lot of harley quinn kind of gimmicks out there mm -hmm. um and i got kind of lumped in with that and it's like but i'm more than that and jody just me gets to be more than that so rewiring myself aw dark and then just the move those are all short-term goals have you done a lot of gimmick matches ladder matches hardcore matches and if i've done one hardcore match Mm -hmm. And that was for ACW up in Newport Ritchie. And that was against Catalina Perez. That was the first time I ever bumped on tax. And like, How everyone that? Just, oh God, <laughs> like everyone acts like it's nothing like, yeah, they're just tax. My finisher is the widow's peak. Uh. You ever sit <laughs> ass first on a bunch of tax? And it's not going in that they hurt, it's coming out. Mm. So I walked through that curtain like a badass, and then the moment I was through, I was like, get him out, get him out, get him out, get him out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, it was fun, and I'd like to do more hardcore matches in the future. Maybe with, like, not tacks, but, like, yeah. glass tubes and ladders and chairs and tables and all that fun shit. Definitely. I'm trying to think. Like, no, I mean, everything else I've done has been pretty straightforward. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, just because, like, I mean, that's where i mean it's all about the basics right i mean because most of your big money main event matches are always a one-on-one -on -one straightforward match usually but yeah it is interesting to see you know like when you're in the early goings of a career and stuff too like when you get thrown in these gimmick matches i'm always kind of curious like how it is your first time 
you know. Well, that and the the trainer I came up with was, you know, he warned very much against intergender and oh. doing gimmick matches because he's like, once you're a hardcore wrestler, once you're an intergender wrestler, you lose what makes you special as a, a woman and doing women's matches. And with the growth that professional wrestling has done where the women's match isn't a gimmick match anymore. It's part of the card. And there's two, maybe three women's matches on each card now. And it's great to see because we're, it's not that we've lost what's special. It's that we're being treated as athletes rather than as a gimmick. Mm. So I can start to breach that inner gender and breach the death matches and hardcore matches and not be afraid about losing my spot, so to speak. What would you say? I'm just curious. Cause you, you know, had some good stuff here. What what was some of the best advice you got for the wrestling business, whether it's from wrestlers or whoever? Oh God, I think it would be from Serena Deeb. Actually, I did a seminar with WWN. It was their uh, spring camp, and I think it was 2017. The past couple of years have just been a blur, but I think it was 2017. But I asked her specifically about representing who you are and how to go about it when you see your peers doing all these things and you're not quite so sure if you're comfortable with those and she said that the best thing you can do is be true to who you are because people are going to see that and they'll respond to it you're going to hit your crowd you might not hit your ideal crowd or the crowd you're aiming for but that crowd won't respect you you have to respect yourself and you'll find your own niche. And that's what I need mm. to do. Now, it took me, uh, what year is it? 2021 from 2017. It took me, uh, no, it wasn't 2017 then. It must have been, it was 2019. So it took mm. me two years to actually heed her advice, but I'm trying <laughs> now. But she definitely, she, she told me some other personal stories of hers, which, you know, they're her stories, so I'm not going to share them. But she really took the time to just answer all the questions I had and really provide some beautiful insight on what the business requires of you and mentally what you're going to go through and what you have to do to protect yourself and also what you have to do to protect you from you. And I know that sounds a little convoluted, but trust me, it made sense. That's good. Now, I'll just ask you this. Five years in, what advice would you give to people who want to be a wrestler and what would you say are some traits hopefully people would want to have before they get into this business? First off, so, God, that's so hard. Because you want to emphasize people that you need to have tough skin, first and foremost, because mm. everyone's, a, everyone's a critic. No one cares about your feelings. And everyone wants you to do well, but not better than them. So it's hard to know who to trust. But at the same time, I really encourage people to not forget to be kind and empathetic and work as a team with your peers. Because you're only as better, like, you're, you're, good. you're only as good as the person you work. And the only way you get better is by working with people who are better than you. So if you go in with an ego and an attitude, the people who are better than you want nothing to do with you. And not only that, but like, you want everyone to do better, but not better than you. It's a terrible mindset to have. Mm. There is room for all of us to be successful. And if we're just kinder to each other and we're boosting each other up, everybody wins. And the jerks will weed themselves out. And the other thing I would say is don't be afraid of growth. If your original idea doesn't work, you don't have to be married to it. If the original name you picked leaves a bad taste in your mouth because you picked it for a bad reason or you let somebody else pick it for you, ditch it especially on the indies. You don't have to be married to anything on the indies. Find what feels right to you. And when it feels right, you will know it. And that is what you hit the ground running with. 
I think that's some great life advice right there. <laughs> Thick skin, especially. Just, you know. Yeah. Now, one last question before we talk about promoting stuff. I don't know if this ever happened to you. I'm always curious about this. Have you ever had somebody try to take liberties with you in the ring? You don't have to name <laughs> it. But, yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. I have. Okay. <laughs> so, it's a story I don't share often because I'm not out to bury that promotion. The promoter, in fact, has apologized to me personally and taken full responsibility for it. But I did have a girl who no longer wrestles. We were doing a I quit match and the idea was that she was gonna pour water out of a gasoline can onto me and hold a lit match up to my face and that's why I would yell I quit that way we uh, both look strong neither of us look like wusses etc etc the original idea was that she was gonna hold a fork by my eye and me just having LASIK surgery I was like no we're not doing that not a fan of that leave my eyes out of this like I'm not squeamish I have seen it all but fingers teeth and eyes no don't do it so this is oh another piece of advice to uh, Mm. anyone looking to get into wrestling always check your props does not matter how much you trust the person Mm. always check your props motorcycle i don't know if you can hear that (sighs) we thought we'd be getting run-ins from cats but it's the motorcycles too i know like i'm (laughs) I'm disappointed neither of them have come up to say hi but they're all like i did put catnip down so they're all kind Uh. of a bit space cowboyed out but tree branch what i was saying is so she we had gotten to that portion of the match and she poured a little on her hand to show the audience and i remember smelling it and being like huh she must have put gasoline in it beforehand so it smelled like gas that's so smart (laughs) oh no (laughs) so we had talked before the match and i said hey she's like i'm gonna pour her chest down and i said no i said knees down so i'm thinking spandex water getting out of it unpleasant so i'm like no no just do it knees down it's enough you'll get the point across so she did it and i remember going wow that smells really strong and you know we finished the match everything else i'd gone backstage and i started feeling super lightheaded and not well at all and i i get migraines not consistently enough for it to be an issue but i i get them to know what they feel like and i was starting to get one i was like wow that that's really strange you know I, I wasn't feeling bad beforehand, so if I'm gonna get a migraine, trust me, I know about it hours beforehand. I'm like, oh, that's really weird. And I started feeling worse and worse, and I ended up sitting down, I'm drinking water going, why do I feel so bad? And thankfully my friend Chelsea was there, Jordan, and I was like, getting worse and worse, and she's like, let's get you out of this gear. So she gets me in the bathroom, and I'm by this point kind of catatonic and not moving, and she takes off my gear, mm. and I had chemical burns on my shins. Because it was real gasoline. I have sensitive skin, so it really didn't surprise me. But, you know, it being on the nylon stockings, rubbing, I Uh. think is what did it. But I had pretty bad chemical burns on both of my shins. And I was violently ill all night from the fumes. And again, that's not on that promotion for anyone who watches this and knows who I'm talking about. That is on that one particular wrestler who, by the way, I had known for three years, had driven to multiple venues and had been... I made her gear because I sew... Uh. And she chose to do that to me, which it just shows like always be kind because people like that again will weed themselves out. But yeah. I don't know what prompted that decision. I don't know what she was thinking because well, God forbid she had dropped the match. That would have been horrible yeah. for everybody involved. Sure. I blew it out really quick because I had a bunch of hairspray in my hair at the time and I was thinking, ah, oh, my hair. Not to mention, like, I didn't think twice about, you know, what it would do to my skin. But I mean, they healed and thankfully they didn't scar. I mean, 
there's some marks, but it's not bad. And like I said, the promoter has personally apologized for it and it doesn't reflect on them at all. It reflects on the individual who chose to put that in the gas can and put it on me. But that thankfully is the one and only time I've had somebody take advantage. Is it the worst possible way somebody could? Yes, <laughs> but I learned from it and I'm pretty convinced that that's a one-off and nobody else is off their head enough to do something like that. Yeah, you would hope. That's a crazy story. Well, I'm, You would hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a main event segment. We'll end it on that. Is there anything you want to promote coming up and social media? Right yes, so you can find me on Instagram under the Jody Morton, spelled J-O-D-I-E-M-O-R-T-O-N, like the salt. You can find me on Twitter as Salty Morton, or no, hold on, it's Salty Jody. I had to change it because I got a complaint. So it's <laughs> it's Salty Jody, and then uh, you can find me on Facebook under Jody Morton. I have a, a page you can follow, and also my personal page. So either and, and then upcoming shows I have this Sunday, the eighth. I have Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling Attitude of Gratitude a Sunday tickets. I believe are still on sale through tomorrow, and then it will be cash only at the door. In two weeks' time, I have ARW's V for Victory Five, and that is on a Friday. August August 20th and then I have uh, WXW on the 21st and that's in Mineola, Florida and you can get tickets up the door or online and that is it for the month of August. I'd have to look at my calendar for September but of course you can always find all dates listed on my Twitter, my Facebook and my Instagram. I'll always list my upcoming events at the first of the month. Very well done. Professional. Thank you very much. Jody. I it's try. Been <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Great stories. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 